Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker and I'm joined by quarantined Matt Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? This is cool. Is this is like social interaction. This is neat. I miss this. Yeah, it's... Uh, I miss sports. I've watched a yeah. copious amount of movies. <laughs> on Netflix? And it it's honestly kind of depressing. Like, I every night I, like, go to check the ESPN app, and I'm like, wait, there's nothing here for me. Australian football? Yeah, no, that doesn't <laughs> do it for me. Head Mason, ping Mason pong? <laughs> yeah, head, head ping pong doesn't uh, do it for me either. But it's cool. The... The death diving, did you see that? Like the guys, like basically like belly flopping from oh, okay. like yeah, yeah, yeah. fifty feet in the air. I don't know. That's kind of cool. It was cool for like half an hour. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. It's not the NBA though. Yeah, I miss the NBA. Near and dear to our hearts, the NBA. Um, if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> welcome to the coronavirus po- post coronavirus world, or I guess in the middle of coronavirus world. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter. Before we get into the episode, I'm just going to spout some uh, promotional type things. So uh, follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod. Uh, and find us on Instagram as well. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. We'd greatly appreciate that. In the NBA news, Matt, do you want to do this? Um, yeah, there's nothing. So, um, I mean, yeah, just since the whole Rudy Gobert coronavirus thing is taken off. um, Yeah, that was our last episode. We just talked about all coronavirus things. Um, Because we were recording the night, like, it happened. So, like, the whole Rudy Gobert. Which was just wild. Yeah. Um, And to think, what, like, a week and a half later, this is where we're at now. Um, So, that's weird. But I guess the one little bit is the NBA reportedly wants to finish the season. And whatever fashion that means, they want a champion. But we knew that at the time. Like, whether they said it or not, they want a champion. They don't want to have a, just an asterisk season. Um, but with the increasing numbers of those impacted by COVID-19, including members of, like, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, uh, Marcus Smart, and, and others across the league... Just the chances of there being fewer and fewer games, um, unless the season has moved back significantly, just keeps going up. So either the NBA is going to have to move this thing back into like late summer, or they're going to do something irresponsible. So I don't know what that means or exactly what it's going to look like. No one knows. Adam Silver doesn't know because who knows what just this virus is in a month or two. There's just no way of knowing at this point, unless you look at all the really smart scientists and their <laughs> models, and they're going to tell you exactly what it's going to be. But, you know, um, so that's, it's like depressing. It's weird. I don't blame the NBA for not knowing what to do at this point, because no one knows what to do at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough thing, right? Like, you want the, everything to return to normal, but the reality is, like you said, it's just... Or even if you do, let's say we're over this by middle of May or before then, it's like arena spaces like we talked about in the last episodes, like arenas start getting booked up, like they have concerts yeah. and all this stuff. And if the life does go back to normal, there's events that are supposed to happen. So maybe those get canceled uh, this yeah. far and out and things fall right into place for the NBA, but it's going to be hard for them to find arena space. Uh, I still like my idea move everything to las vegas that's kind of been thrown out there and just see just see if you can end up maybe 
you know? Because they've talked about like maybe doing some like just a handful of exhibition games. Yeah. And then just playoff start now with the one through eight frozen as is. And again, just do those warm up games as summer league games. Like, for example, in Vegas, it'd be kind of cool. So, real question Would James Harden just be checked out of all those games if they were in Vegas? I mean, all he does is just kind of shoot jump shots anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess what does he need Vegas for? Right? If the, anything, the Houston Rockets would be like, James, you are not going to Vegas. That is the worst. Daryl Morey's option. fighting to keep it like in the most like bland place ever, like Oklahoma City. Like we need no, no no no, we like need to have Cincinnati. playoffs in Oklahoma City. Just something ridiculously stupid. Like they're like, is Bismarck uh open? How about Bozeman, Montana? Any anyone? No? Okay. Uh, we have some fun at James Harden's expense. Um, that's not what we're talking about this episode, though. We nope. have talked about another sport on this podcast, and another league on this podcast, although not as fun as the NBA, which we both agree with. Yes. Um, we are going to be talking about NFL free agency, because my lord, this has been the most fun free agency. They, they've been trying to do some things while the NBA has been uh, off. It's like the NBA influences other leagues, and other people are like, wait, I can get paid like what Dennis Schroeder's getting paid, and I'm better at my job than Dennis Schroeder's better at his job? Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, just throwing that out there. Um, so anyways, NFL offseason started um, even amid the whole COVID, the appropriate name for it, COVID-19 yeah. concerns. Um, QBs have, it's been like a shuffle shuffle around yeah. with uh quarterbacks uh do you want to run through this list of quarterbacks that have ended up somewhere new or are not on their former team so yeah just spotlighting um a few dudes so and we'll talk about them um a little more in depth here but just real quick tom brady going to tampa philip rivers in indianapolis teddy bridgewater in carolina nick Foles in chicago brian hoyer in new england kyle allen in washington Case Keenum in Cleveland, Marcus Mariota in now Las Vegas, not Oakland anymore. Oh, that's Ryan, right. Yep, Ryan Tannehill got the extension in Tennessee, and then Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Joe Flacco, all looking for a job right now. The, okay, so uh, go no further than number one on what yeah. you said. What's uh, we, we have, have to, to go there, Ryan? <laughs> we, uh, listen, you come at me every single time with some Oklahoma City reference about three one or game six or Clay Thompson or uh, losing Kevin Durant, trading James, James Harden, yeah, J- trading James Harden, trading Russell Westbrook. So yeah, we're going there. What's the temperature check in Patriot Land over there? Um, it, it feels like we're in hell right now. Um, welcome to we're struggling. Welcome to the, your biggest name player leaving in free agency. Yeah, just this, hell. This is rough. Um, I'm not saying it was the wrong thing to do in New England, mm. but I'm not saying I feel good about it either. You know, and it will probably never come out if the Patriots had a real number in mind and for how long, like of a contract they were willing to offer. It'll probably never actually come up. Um, although Adam Schefter can do some amazing things. I. Tampa paying this man two for 50, two years, $50 million. That is a bunch of money for someone who struggled to throw the ball downfield last year. But man, it's Tom Brady. So, and Tom Brady did not have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin last year. 
And OJ Howard. And OJ Howard, a good point. So part of me is like, I, I'm, I'm not sad, sad about losing Tom Brady. I'm more, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you pulled the dad card. You <laughs> yeah, pulled the bill, most Bill Belichick that thing is, ever. That is. See, I wish we could have kept Tom Brady and somehow traded for all those receivers. That would have been cool. I wouldn't happy with that. So, um, import Tampa Bay into New England and put him in Patriots jerseys. And I've been so happy about that. So, the question for me is like, well, we've talked about this on this podcast before. Is like the assets around Tom Brady last year were so butt cheeks. Were just so bad. Yeah, like you were using a linebacker as a tight end in yes. the like latter third of the season. Yes, Elandon Roberts was actively like playing multiple snaps a game at like tight end and fullback for us. Which is ridiculous. And, like, and I get, like, okay, so you have Nikhil Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Uh, Great guy, great receiver coming out of Arizona State. It all makes sense. Like, yeah, you got to, he didn't play half the season. He's hurt. Bring in Antonio Brown, it didn't work out. Yeah. Most notably. It didn't work out for anybody, so. Which was, like, a thing, like, Tom Brady held against the Patriots. Yeah, apparently. I don't really understand, but whatever. Um, he just wants talent around him. And maybe that's it. And, like, Gronk retiring obviously that hurts. Yeah. I, I, like, your best wide receiver was Julian Edelman? Yeah, and even he had a tougher year, and there were things going on with him. So, yeah, it's like we didn't even have, like, a Danny Amendola to go to. Like, there just there was nothing for Tom Brady out there this year. Like, literally, James White was our best consistent receiver all year. And he's a running back. So that's that's tough. Um, I, I can't blame Tom Brady for being upset with what New England is putting around him because Tom Brady's taken pay cuts forever. Like he has never been like the highest paid guy. Like yep. we've seen like Joe Flacco getting paid and and other guys getting paid. It's like that don't deserve it. Eli and, Manning got paid more exactly. than Tom Brady. And for a long time, Brady had weapons, but the last couple of years, it just it wasn't the same. And this past season was the epitome of it. I remember like when we still made the playoffs because one, it's New England, and two, our division sucks. Um, <laughs> like telling a buddy, like, and he was a, a Kansas City fan. He's like, so Chiefs Patriots and the like AOC championship or whatever. I'm like, no, like we ain't getting there. Like we, we just weren't. It just, that's not how, even though we had a great defense, that just wasn't how it was going to go this year. And it's not that Tom Brady has drastically fallen off. Like he's still a good quarterback. You think Peyton Manning at the end of his career, like in Denver, he's still better than that. Yeah. But it when you don't give the man anything to work with, like, I don't care how great you are, you can't throw to nobody. You you can't complete passes to yourself. So I don't I don't blame Tom for leaving, but if you're a Patriots, it's like, okay, well what are you doing to like bolster your team back up now? And we'll talk about that later. N- nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I mean, we brought in Brian Hoyer to probably start, honestly. Cool. cool. And it's because he kind of already knows the system. Like, but what are we doing? Like, are we trying to go 8-8? Eight and eight? Are we trying to actively tank? I don't know. I don't like that feeling. I, I mean, welcome to post of a free agent leaving, right? Like, your biggest yeah. name, free agent leaving. It leaves a whole bunch of question marks around, especially the most... Uh, uh, important position in football which is quarterback can literally make or break a team yeah that that's it you can have a great defense and if your quarterback sucks 
you might not make the playoffs. Yeah, ask the Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers how that worked yeah. out for hey, the last hey, two Hey, Chicago, Bulls. how's that going for you? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really disappointed they went and like decided to not stick with Mitch Trubisky, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, the Buc- I mean, like how, how easy of a pitch was this for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like, oh. hey, Tom, we'll pay you what you want, and you actually have like weapons. Because- I live in Florida, make $25 million a year. Mike Evans is the best receiver you've had since Randy Moss. Yep. And, oh, we have more receivers that are honestly maybe then ranking as, like, the next two or uh, Edelman's above O.J. Howard. But, like, it, it's really, like, we're giving you some of the best players you've played with in a long time. Let outside alone, of Gronk, yeah. Yeah, outside of Gronk. Um, and then they're all together right now. It's not like you're just getting one and then another and then another. No, they're all together right now. Yep. Like This is a really, really stacked offense they've got going on. Ronald Jones looked pretty good um, for them last year. So if you think you can get some semblance of a running game, I mean, it's going to be pitch and catch all day with those receivers and tight ends. I, the only real question is going to be like, what's the defense going to look like? Like, can the defense hold opponents under 21 points a game? But if they can keep teams to 18 to 21 points a game tom can get them can get that offense to 24 plus yep i'm I'm pretty confident about that yeah uh, and uh, like i don't know i don't know what new england is now we kind of have an idea of what Tampa bay will be probably a really good offense uh a playoff team i mean you're betting you're better in carolina i don't know if they are but they're betting they're better than carolina yep and probably betting they're better than Atlanta. Because Atlanta, again, looked shaky. And it, we'll talk about what Atlanta's done, but not a ton. Yeah, they kind of had a resurgence in that second half of the season where they were atrocious in the first first half. But I don't, I don't think you know, like Tom Brady's getting out-dueled by Matt Ryan no. consistently. Like he was in that Super Bowl, but in that second half, like Tom Brady took over. Yeah. So like, can Tom Brady get the Bucks to like nine and seven and make the playoffs? Probably. Honestly, if I had to lean one way or the other, probably. I don't feel like great about that, just because it is still a tougher division and NFCs has just traditionally been harder to make the playoffs in. But like, on some level, you just bet on Brady until he proves it. Until he proves it was Belichick, not Brady. Yeah. That was the magic in New England. You bet on Brady. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's been some interesting hot takes around this Brady uh, Belichick thing, um, like uh, Mike Greenberg saying that Belichick will never make another Super Bowl, which could be a case. Like he kind of does have a point. One, I like, don't know how much longer Bill Belichick's coaching. Period. That's a good point. Let alone, let's say it's five years. Which I mean, he's older to coach another five years. I mean, to get this team as currently constructed to a Super Bowl in five years or less. Man, that's going to be working some magic. You'd have to land a quarterback, like a top-tier quarterback. Yeah, whether that's one of the guys available now or through the draft in the next year or two, and then it takes off relatively quick. But again, you still got to build out the rest of your team. And it's not just that the Patriots had a bad offense last year, like in terms of like personnel. It's that they've lost what feels like their entire defense in free agency right now. Yeah. Um, and, And we'll talk about some of those guys here here in a bit like it's there's a borderline like who is playing for this team 
that was here last year. Like very seriously, like Hightower, McCourty. Th that's about all I can say for certain at this point. Gilmore, like, right? Uh, Gilmore, yeah. So, okay, so we got three guys that I feel decent <laughs> in playing defense for us next year. And on offense, um, about one, honestly. <laughs> maybe two. Juliet Edelman. and Yeah, maybe James White. Maybe. But, like, I, I can't count on James White ever during the regular season. During the playoffs, he'll catch 80 catches a game. <laughs> but, you know, in the regular season, I won't see him for four weeks. Yep. So, yep. it's so tough to just know what they're going to be. Because Tom Brady just stabilized them. For and, sure. And at the end of the day, like, there is value to that. And there maybe, was a consistency yeah, there. And maybe he can just bring that to Tampa, but who's under Jameis. Jameis is a complete opposite of stable like there, there was so much up and down. The obviously thirty thirty season he had. It's amazing. Like, just the epitome of that. So like maybe that'll just help out the Bucks a ton. Is what Tom Brady will bring in that way. Same for the Patriots. Like, okay, yeah, Brian Hoyer is stable. Doesn't mean he's good though. Like he doesn't have the talent to back it up. So, I, it's just such a weird feeling as a Patriots fan knowing like eight and eight's like our ceiling, right now, and that's always been like our floor. Yep. Yep. The ceiling is the roof now. It's really disorienting, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, up is down. It's crazy. Life comes at you fast. Um, Philip Rivers to the Colts. Do you? I mean, like, fine, whatever. Like, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton has a quarterback again. Yeah. I like, mean, is this a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Uh, I still don't think so. I mean, they went out and have tried to work on the defense a little bit in free agency, which is probably more helpful and more impactful for this team than Philip Rivers because like Jacoby Brissett was good mm. you know the big rumor was after this whole Tom Brady thing was like are the Patriots going to go try and trade back Jacoby <laughs> Brissett um <clears throat> which would be absolutely ridiculous um the fact that we even traded him in the first place is ridiculous too trading him back it just seems ludicrous at this point um so I don't know what the Colts are going to do there but I mean if Philip Rivers doesn't work out, I guess you just say, like, we're going to go back to Brissett. But, like, I I don't really get it for the Colts. I, like, 60% get it, 55% get it. What's their pick this year? Because they didn't make the playoffs, right? Or did they? Uh, did they get bounced real quick? Oh, no, I don't think they made the playoffs. Because the Texans right. ended up. Yeah, you're right. Um, Let me see this real quick. Uh. Do stalling, stalling, stalling. I, I mean, they they were always linked to like Tua. I think at like was that Tua? What wasn't? Were they the team that was rumored with Tua? Or am I making that up? I think everyone's been rumored with Tua. Um, let's see. Oh, Indianapolis doesn't have their pick because they <gasps> traded it to San Francisco for <gasps> DeForest Buckner. It was number thirteen. <gasps> so what? Yeah, they traded it. That's right. Um. Is San Francisco going to get to it? <laughs> um, Are the Patriots going to so get back Garoppolo? By <laughs> um, yeah, this is confusing. Um, but like with the Colts, it's there's still a lot of work to do on that roster. Like to think like Philip Rivers changes their destiny of like playoff versus not playoff team. I don't know about that. Same time, maybe they're just oh, because Tennessee made it also. Um, That's right. Maybe they're just like. Houston's imploding. 
So, yeah, they might you know just what? bank on the Patriots just trading for Deshaun Watson. There at this we point. go. <laughs> that's what I want to happen. Um, that's like some Madden stuff that gets rejected. Uh, like, unless there's betting on Houston's going to implode, Tennessee's still going to be fine at very worst because Derrick Henry will run over the entire NFL. Um, they just kind of assume like the second spot in their division. Mm-hmm. And maybe that gets them to the playoffs. Yep. I don't know, but is is that because of Philip Rivers? Is this Indianapolis team really any different than what he had in San Diego? No. Uh, San Di- Los Angeles, whatever. Like, I know Keenan's not San Diego. Like Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton probably isn't quite as good as Keenan Allen. Yeah, I was about to say Keenan. Allen. I would rather have Keenan Allen. T.Y. Hilton's been on the uh, able to stay on the field a little bit more than Keenan Allen, but like not a ton more. I don't feel like. Yeah, like who's the second best wide receiver? In- I have no idea. Like some dude named like Zach Pascal or something like that. Like I don't know. But like that's kind of the point. Is like or like who's running the ball in Indianapolis? Marlon Mack maybe. Yeah, of. he was pretty good. But, but like, like, is that consistent? Yeah. Um, I, again, running backs can like all of a sudden go from like stud to nothing because they like, they take two helmets to the knee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the. <laughs> yeah, this Philip Rivers thing is wild to me. I, I don't it's understand. Change for the sake of change. Yeah, I don't stand understand the the desire. I like it would make sense if like a Panthers brought him in or something like that. Yeah, but it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I guess you didn't feel great about how the season ended mm-hmm. uh, with Brissett. So I guess bringing in someone maybe. But it feels like halfway through the season they're still gonna be like ah. Uh, quarterback position isn't really fixed yeah we don't know what to do and like you have this really good offensive-minded coach and you have some like a good offensive line decent weapons ish yeah and a somewhat competent defense and it feels like like you can't win games yeah well it's also a one-year deal like if he wanted a two-year deal i feel like they would have gave it to him like i don't know what the deal is with only giving him a one-year deal because like it's a it's it's hard to I mean, I guess, but like, I get, it's hard to just come in and learn a new offense to be like really good right away. That's just kind of like a thing. That's a good point. Cause like the NFL, it's, I, it's an incredibly hard league to be a quarterback in. That's why like, there's really only like 10 to 15 really good quarterbacks in the NFL. And to, like, just go from one system to another, like take some time. I mean, like you would have to figure Philip Rivers changed so many coaches in so many years yeah, in well, San Diego slash Los Angeles that he could get accustomed to any system. I guess. Right? I guess. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I always just factor in, like, there's like game or two you're probably not going to win that you think you should win just because you change teams. And yeah. it's just, you're going to miss a couple things. And next year, if you were still there, you you wouldn't make those same mistakes. But like, I mean, Philip Rivers is kind of a careless with the ball. Like, yeah, he does throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, he's very much the gunslinger, and the, there's concern with his age, right? Like, if you he's don't, older. like if you don't have an awesome offensive line, like he can't run away or he's get around. taking a beating, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. If I, yeah, I'm just not a fan of this move. I think at the end of the day, like either roll with Brissett or there, there were better options. I just feel like they wanted. They haven't had, like, that fire since, like, prime Andrew Luck. Yeah. Which, honestly, is, like, five years ago. How, how crazy does that feel that, yeah. like, he, last year, 
was going to be a quarterback for this team. And just walked away. Just retired in August. Um, Teddy Britt moving on to the next person. Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers. I like this move. Good move. I think I do, too. Like, three for 63, I think it is. So, about $20 million a year. I, I'm curious how much is guaranteed. I didn't see that. Um, maybe that's out there now, but I didn't see it at the time. Um, it seems like that's Matt Rule's style now. I really like... I've liked Teddy Bridgewater coming out of uh, Louisville. Yeah. And it, the injury, of course, was like horrific. Super sad. Since then, Minnesota moved on because of Case Keatum and <laughs> found Kirk Cousins, I guess, whatever. Um, I kind of like this move. It can bring stability to your quarterback. He's not one of the 15 best guys like you mentioned, but he's consistent, right? Yeah. Well, like, you know what he's going to do. Yeah. He's... At the very least, he can hit the intermediate throws. He can just kind of be like a good quarterback. Game whereas manager, like, right? Yeah, whereas like Cam, it's it's almost like Teddy is going to be the actualized version of like a reasonable Cam Newton. Maybe he doesn't have the ceiling of Cam Newton, but he's at least not, like, not going to hit the floor, the rock bottom that it seemed Cam was at in the last year or so. Yeah, I like this move. Um Carolina, Matt Rule, bring him in from college system. So, like, he kind of doesn't want, like, this traditional pro-style quarterback. Like, if anyone watched Baylor last year, like, Charlie Brewer was running around all the time. Sometimes it's, like, to a fault. But yeah, lots of concussions for Charlie yeah, Brewer. well, he, he also ran for a few hundred yards. <laughs> so, sure. um, And made a lot of defenses look ridiculous. Now, I know that's the Big 12, but also Teddy Bridgewater's a significantly better athlete and everything. So, knows what he's doing a bit more. And hopefully knows how to slide. Um, but yeah, I kind of like it. He's a little more dynamic. He can hit the throws he needed to hit. Kind of seeing a theme here. Not really sure what kind of weapons he's going to have in Carolina. I don't know if he's throwing the ball too. Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is going to have 100 catches and 100 rushes minimum. <laughs> um, another 1,000-1,000 season? It kind of feels like it, yeah. I mean, how many of those can he take, though? Um yeah, so I don't know what success looks like for this team this year. I think that's going to be a, a huge question within this franchise is what defines a good year for Teddy Bridgewater yeah. this year? Yeah, are you like, what, 7-9, and nine, somewhere in that range, or like 6-11? and 6-10? and 10? Uh, with this new whatever. CBA, like how many games are there? 6-10, yeah, um, and 10, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, somewhere in there that's not like a disaster of season. Maybe you make like a push for eight and eight at the end of the year, whatever that is. Either they've got to be like the best. It feels like the best six and 10 team yeah. or like a reasonable seven and nine would yeah. be like considered a good year. And then with the expectation that next year, the the following season would be like kind of the, the big jump, the playoff year. Yeah. Which again, reasonable, I yep. guess. Um, I think for this franchise, it's going to be a lot of expectations. Like, you can't expect a college coach coming in to, like, all, even though he does have, like, experience, um, to just be an instant star as a coach. Can't expect Teddy Bridgewater in his, honestly, his first year as, like, the the quarterback again. In four years? Yeah. What is it? Three, four years now? To, like, all of a sudden just, like, light the world on fire from game one. I, I think it's going to be good. I agree with you. I think it's going to be good, but, like, it's all going to be about expectations. Maybe Chris McCaffrey doesn't have quite as many touches this year. You hope so. Like on purpose. 
Yeah, they, you hope they kind of quote unquote load manage that, but with running backs being so indispensable, like why, like what's the incentive not to? I, right? I don't know. McCaffrey's one of those dudes, so that it's like he's he's built kind of different. Him, like Saquon, there, there's a handful of running backs that it's like, okay, you're a little different than everyone else, than the rest of the running backs, which, yes, he is still replaceable to a degree. But, I mean, part of it, I guess, just depends on the money. But for right now, he's on a pretty affordable deal. Rookie contract. So you, maybe you do just ride that out as much as possible. But if I'm trying to think, like, I want this dude to be a part of my team for the next five years, not just the rest of his contract. I'm in a year where you're probably not trying to make the playoffs. Who says he's got to play every game? Who, who says he's got to, you know, still be getting 15 touches in the fourth quarter? Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. But you also have a quarterback who's not like a rookie. Yeah. Like Kyle Allen, right? Yeah. Um, moving on. Nick Foles got traded to the Bears. This is this is incredible. I know we've we talked, and I know we've done limited football pod, but so much about Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> it's amazing. And now the Bears are like, yeah, we listened. <laughs> we listened to everybody about Mitch Trubisky. You literally could have done anything other with that anything other than take Mitch Trubisky with the second overall pick, and it would have been a net positive for you <laughs> it feels like it at this point and like it's just been such a negative i don't know if Foles will get the starting job i think he's gonna push trubisky whether or not it feels like they're gonna try to like in my mind it kind of feels like they might try dual quarterback system for a minute i just mean honestly one something. possession you one possession the other and just we're gonna if someone gets hot we're gonna stick with that person if not then we'll just keep alternating Maybe a possession or two at a time, maybe a quarter at a time. Because it's, again, neither one of those guys, it's like, oh, they have to be the starter. Right. No one's like that talented. The The argument for Foles is he's kind of already knows Nagy um, from their from their days elsewhere. It's like that's a slight positive, but Trubisky was in the system. And, you know, if, if he can learn to look left, then like <laughs> maybe, left. maybe he's a good quarterback. I. Mitch Trubisky's so hard to like judge because it's like there have been moments where like that was that was good. This is coming into his third, fourth year now. Yeah, he's getting towards the end of his rookie deal. So is this is, is coming into his fourth season? Is that right? Because he that. had his rookie year where he didn't play. He did play. So he's played uh, seven. 2017, 18, 19. So he's played three years. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because... This is his make or break year. This yeah. is his like, okay, you are like a competent quarterback or you are forever the Case Keenum or... Yeah. You're just average. You're fine. You're below average and probably back up the rest of your career. Yeah. Spot starter. Maybe there's a little more potential there. You know, you can't... Like, just just last year. So, he played 15 games. So, okay. Completed 63% of his passes. Reasonable. Okay, they asked him to throw the ball more this past season. Whereas, like, last 
uh, or the the year before when he only played 14 games. The reasons for which that is a true statement is beyond my yeah. Like I watched a lot of Bears, which is hard to watch by the way yeah. this past season. And for whatever reason, David Montgomery refused. Like they refused to feed him the ball whatsoever, and we're like. No, Mitch Trubisky, you're our guy. You're going to throw it 40 times a game. That was incredible. Um, but so in three years, his pass attempts have gone from 330 to 434 to 516. <clears throat> so they're adding 80 to 100 attempts to his workload every year. So an extra five to 10 passes a game, which you're like, okay, that's not like that much, but I, I don't want Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball 30 plus times. There were multiple games where he threw it 40 plus times. Yeah. I know, Multiple. which is incredible. Um, yeah, this year he averaged 34 and a half pass attempts a game. That's so, horrendous. Yeah, I want and that a, to be like 25. A lot of those they were behind, but even in like, like I think through like going to back to the first year or first game of the last year against the Packers, it's like they were within striking distance that whole game, but they acted like they were down two scores. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you could just run the ball with... Jordan Howard, or I know he has since left, and then you got David Montgomery, and you can get some good running backs there. Tariq Cohen. Yeah, just give him the ball and let your defense, which was supposed to be, again, the the cornerstone of your franchise, always has been. They're probably always going to build their team like that. Like, just rely on your defense to, like, be good and and don't be just ridiculous. So then this year, it's like even though he's throwing 34 attempts a game, he only averaged 209 yards a game. That's bad. Like, that's in, like, he averaged more yards per game throwing last, like, the season before that when he had 230, even though he was throwing less. about four less attempts a game. So, again, I, I don't know if there was just complications with the offense or didn't feel comfortable with his weapons, but he had 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions this, this year. year before that, he had 24 and 12. I'd rather throw him have a couple more interceptions but a lot more touchdowns because he feels more comfortable in the offense and so it's like so what happened last year like what are we what are we doing here with mitch trubisky are we asking him to be a little more agile and run the ball are we asking him just to throw it a ton it looks like they're asking him to throw it a ton last year this past season he had 48 rush attempts year before that he had 68 so they actively had him not running as much yep. and throwing more i I'd rather go back to the way it was, have him running a little bit more, a little more agile. Do you think that's the case then? It's like, okay, we have to rethink this offense and how we use Mitch Trubisky. So we really need a backup quarterback. Like we can't yeah. have, I don't know, Chase Daniel yeah. as a backup yeah. quarterback. Because like Mitch Trubisky very well could end up missing three games because of a concussion yeah. or a broken hand or something like that. I'm kind of fine with that. And like bringing on Nick Foles isn't per se – we're going to start him, but it's like, a, okay, he's our backup for sure. If yeah. anything bad goes wrong in our season, we have a solid starter. Exactly. That's kind of, or if Mitch just sucks. It's happen. like, oh, we get three games in the season and it's gotten worse. Yeah. Um, I, just think, I just don't think the dude's like a pocket passer. He's just, he can't just stand back there that's 35 not, times a game and, and just figure out what to do. That's never what he was touted as coming out of college. So it's confusing Especially with Nagy being really familiar with him, it's like you know his limitations, so why are you asking him to do? I get wanting him to get better at it, but at the same time, why why not adapt a bit more to what the kid's good at? Yeah. It, 
It's it's going to be the classic argument for every single top 10 quarterback drafted is are you drafting him to fit your system or are you going to make your offense work for them? I look at Lamar Jackson. Yeah, which was like the ultimate, like, are you sure you're going to adjust your offense to fit him? And they're like, yeah, we are. And they did. And, and it, it works really, really well. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but like, hey, I'm going to bet on that year after year if you can stay healthy kind of got to roll with it sometimes i mean you only get so many chances so quit just throwing mitch trubisky back there for 35 pass attempts a game like let's do something else cc matt nagy um do you want to talk about brian hoyer no and patriots okay so brian hoyer is now a patriot <clears throat> kyle allen to the redskins does that do anything for you um he might challenge Dwayne haskin for the job because for some reason i don't i have Washington doesn't seem to be on board with Dwayne Haskins anymore. Even though they drafted him like a year first ago. Round, yeah. Um, it's just confusing. I mean, I guess he's a good backup. Cool. I guess. Whatever. Case Keenum, backup for the Browns, you would assume. Unless they're <laughs> planning on trading. What if the, uh, Baker just pisses him off? What right. if Baker's the next starting quarterback for the Patriots? Oof. Um, no thanks. <laughs> would I'll, you jump ship and go I, to Tampa? I'd take a hard pass on that. <clears throat> I'd rather have James White playing quarterback. Um, <laughs> just run wildcat full-time 100 percent. julian edelman could play quarterback oh definitely <laughs> probably more accurate um marcus mariota to raiders uh, whatever i mean unless he unseeds Derek carr i feel like this is the, uh, the move for the last three guys we've talked about is with kyle Allen, case keenum marcus mariota it's kind of pushed these starting quarterbacks a little bit yeah. it's just like hey you're you our starter but like, Don't forget, we you, also brought in this dude. Yeah, I and hey, I think that's fine. I think there's something healthy about that. Do you mean like it's good to have competition, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you're the starter, but like you ain't just gonna get this job. But the counterpoint to that, and Derek Carr, and what we just talked about with Mitch Trubisky, is it just gonna shatter their confidence? If that shatters your confidence, probably shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so. <laughs> If you can't handle having a good backup quarterback, then, like, what are you doing? Whew. Man, coming right for the throat. So, what would you say to Tom Brady, then, about uh, getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and feeling threatened by him? I kind of wish we had Jimmy Garoppolo right now. <laughs> Not Brian Hoyer. <laughs> uh, or Jacoby Brissett, for that I'm going to give you crap about this Tom Brady thing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, Hill exten or Ryan Tannehill extension... Uh, big money. I'm a little concerned for the Titans. <laughs> it's like we had this really good year, and we're gonna repeat it, and then we're gonna go four and twelve. Twelve. Because um, what if Derrick Henry doesn't play a full season? Yeah, and um, teams kind of figure out Ryan Tannehill, just like they always do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's concerning. Um, again, Ryan Tannehill can throw for 300 yards a game. It's just, is he going to throw for no touchdowns and two picks in that same game? I, it's just, it's hard to know. I, he is at his best when he was a game manager. Now, they took that to an extreme in the playoffs. Yeah. But like, he's, again, kind of the same thing with Trubisky. He's best when he's having to throw 20 or 30 times a game, like, in that range. Really, you don't want him to win you games. You just want to keep, keep you in games and let the defense and Derrick Henry then just punish the other team. Yeah. I, is that worth a hundred plus million? Probably not. But like, uh, I don't. I don't know if they were really getting him for much less, which is maybe also a 
a knock on what it takes to get a quarterback that's any good. Also, what does that mean for like Cam Newton? Like Ryan Tannehill got paid a hundred plus million, and you can't get a job right now. Or so, Jameis. So, do you want to talk about these last three guys? Kind of yeah. in a lump. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Joe Flacco. Like you said, don't have jobs. If you yeah. had to rank them right now, who's getting a job first and who's getting a job last? Um, One being job first. So this is not how good they are. This is just who's getting a job first. Um, am I going on a limb and saying Joe Flacco is going to get a job first? Oh, but like unexpected and, take. Not a starting job, just a job. <laughs> I mean, there's still some jobs available, like Miami. Thinking through, right? They would need a job. I mean, I think do the Jets with, bring him in just as like a backup? That's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like just in case you know, um, Sam Darnold gets hurt again or yeah. sick or whatever. Like, Mono. Yeah. yeah. So like Joe Flacco, like just go be a backup, like a really good backup or something, and like get hit the market again next year, like. I could see that. And, like, just kind of accepting it. And he's kind of known the longest out of these three guys that, like, he probably wasn't going to have a job. Yeah. So, like, I could see something like that. Or maybe going to, like, a, the the Chargers and being a backup there. Mm. Um, maybe a starter if Taylor has some problems. Maybe go to, like, L.A. Because I think Blake Bortles, like, they didn't bring him back. Yep. So, like, kind of the same thing. Like, kind of go there, learn some things, go with McVay for a little bit. And then even if you don't take Jared Goff's job, because he probably wouldn't hit the market again next year. Um, I could see something like that, honestly, because what I worry about with the other two, Newton and Winston, is they want to get paid. They want a long-term And contract. I don't know who's doing that right now. Like, you just go through, like, the list of NFL teams, and it's like, I mean, unless, like, the Dolphins. The Dolphins feel like the team that would, like, give a guy a job. But that's also kind of dependent on, like, the draft. Like, the Dolphins actively want Joe Burrow or Tua. Right. Right? So, like, right. they're not they're not looking to sign one of those guys to, like, a four-year deal with a bunch of guaranteed money. And they might give them a one- or two-year deal with a bunch of guaranteed money, but not, like, three or four years. Yeah, the list of teams, it's pretty thin, like, honestly. Um like the Giants maybe need a guy, and I can like, see Cam Newton landing somewhere there. So like one, so like if you just kind of go through the divisions, Patriots maybe, yeah, for either one of those guys. AFC North, I mean, the Bengals are going to draft a quarterback. That's pretty clear. Yeah, they're um, probably going to take Burrow. Pittsburgh, I, Pittsburgh, if they want a backup. I um, mean, could you convince Cam Newton to come there? I don't. I honestly think you'd convince Jameis Winston to go there. Yeah, be like, hey, look, Big Ben's got a year left. And learn for a year, and then we like you more, and we like Mason Rudolph. I, I could see that one maybe. Yep. Um, Baltimore and Cleveland have guys theoretically. Yeah. So you, that you're done with that. AFC South, like Deshaun Watson's there, Philip Rivers is there. I mean, unless the Jags like really aren't happy with Gardner Minshew, they're just putting on a face right now. They're tanking. Yeah, I. So Jacksonville, it's kind of just depends on what the direction of that franchise is. Yeah. Tennessee, we just talked about. I mean, Denver just let go of Joe Flacco, so... They're not... I mean, maybe bring in Jameis? Like, I could see... I could see them bringing in... John Elway can yeah. talk himself into that. Jameis Winston. I could see that. The Chargers um, need a guy? Yeah, the Chargers, again, depends on what they're trying to do in the draft or not. Yeah. Um, and then Chiefs are fine. Raiders, I mean, they signed Mariota. You can't have Carr, Mariota, and one of those guys. Right. Right? Like, that's just too much going on. NFC East, I mean, Cowboys, no... Giants, maybe, if they're not really that happy with Daniel Jones. 
Yeah. Or, or they're like, they'll bring Cam in for a year, mm. let Daniel Jones sit for a year, learn, and then to make the transition. Move on. I could see that. Yeah. Giants, maybe. Um, Eagles, no. Redskins, who the heck knows what they're doing? Um, <laughs> Bears, no. Lions, no. Packers, no. Vikings, no. Falcons, no. I mean, Panthers are kind of ones that started this. Um, <laughs> Saints, no. Bucks, no. Cardinals, no. Rams, no. 49ers, no. Seahawks, no. Like, that's I it. I mean, that, that's literally the NFL. That's it. You literally have, like, a handful of teams that, like, might do it. Or, like, you don't even feel that great about doing it. That's why I almost feel like Joe Flacco would be the first to accept a backup job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think there's still some upside to Jameis. Like, I, oh, there's obviously upside to Jameis. And I know, like, in the right system, I think he could throw less than 30 interceptions. I'm not confident, <laughs> though. Yeah. Uh, the turnover thing is going to be an issue for either, honestly, Jameis Winston or Cam Newton. Yes, it is. Um, they, I, like, Cam Newton had a physical, it apparently checked out, but, like, how does that wear and tear last over 17 games? And can he be your starter yeah, for 17 I just, games? I don't know. I'm, or 16 games, whatever it is. Who knows? Yeah. So, honestly, the ones I like the most, like the ideas I like the most, are either Jameis in, as a backup in Pittsburgh or fighting it out with Gardner Minshew mm. in Jacksonville. For Cam, I either like going the, the Denver route or seeing if you could go to the Giants. That's probably where I'm at, is one of those two. I mean, obviously, like... A job's a job. So at this point, I mean, I know Cam just got released today, but it's not like these teams, like, there's going to be openings that come open. Like, these are what they are. And they're going to get filled, if anything. There's not going to be more coming up. Right. Like, you've like, already passed that phase of free agency. The draft isn't going to, like, open any more spots. No, no. Quarter, like, starting quarterbacks for teams, like, are not going to get traded or dealt. And... If they do get dealt, they would get dealt to one of these teams we just talked about. So it's right. like you're not really making a new opening. Right. So that's just kind of where I'm at with all those guys. Like, honestly, Flacco, take a backup job somewhere, resurrect your career, get on good terms. Winston, Newton. Winston's probably going to have to just decide if, is he a starter this year or not? Or is he okay being a bench guy? And then injury replacement, Newton. Mm -hmm. There's a couple jobs where you can go challenge for it. Let's see if they'll bring you in. But it might not be for as much money as you want. It might you might be have to be that one year deal, bet on yourself. Yeah, and then try to make something in this yeah. next. I wonder though if he sees the Philip Rivers contract, like one for twenty five. I should get one for twenty five. And if the Giants are like, no, I've actually been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> We're not paying you a one year twenty five million dollar deal, though. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I if I had to rank them. I would say Cam 1, Joe Flacco 2, Jameis 3. Yeah. Again, because Jameis is really deciding, like, am I a starter or not? That's probably going to be the hardest part of what's going to be make his decision. I think he's going to hold out the longest for the big, yeah. big bucks, um, which is fine. Do your thing. Jabu. Jabu. Um, other notable moves. You want to run through these really quick? Yeah, real quick. And then we'll really talk about just a, a couple of these. Um 
the the stunner, the one that made me drop my Chick Fil A bag. Um, DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for David Johnson going back to the Houston Texans. There, yeah, there are a couple draft picks in there, but like honestly, nothing of like real value. It was David value. Johnson pocket lint, is yeah. what it was. Yep. Um, what the hell was this? This is the stupidest thing. Like the, this literally doesn't get accepted on Madden. The the uh, talk about this. I, there's good articles written about the whole DeAndre Hopkins Houston thing. Yeah. Uh, so go read those. Uh, we won't break it down here. It's Bill O'Brien's a doofus. One of the most confusing moves, I think, in recent history. Not only in the NFL, but in sports. This is like a top ten all-time receiver. Yeah, like, like he's, this. Like he's if he's not there, like there is a very very real chance he's going to end up being that. Uh, and like, I just wonder, like, did you call? Like, did you just make? Did you have a list of NFL teams alphabetically? And Arizona came first. <laughs> and like, you just called the first one. And you're like, that sounds like a good deal. Like, DeAndre Hopkins could easily get you a first-round pick, and you didn't. it doesn't even seem like you shopped that around at all. No, not at all. Unless, and, like, teams just knew, like, Houston's incompetent. They just are. I don't... DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best, and to trade him for an aging running back and some picks is just one of the worst trades like great for arizona for getting him like like arizona could be legit this year right yeah i mean kind of seems like the rams have fallen off a bit yep and san francisco you know that year after a super bowl if you lose always goes tough yep it, it always seems like you can only get to like eight and eight so it's just seattle then and seattle you know sometimes really good games russell wilson sometimes the rest of the team looks atrocious, and there's nothing Russell Wilson can do about it. What's so, that saying that's been floating around on Twitter? The Seahawks never have a normal game. No, never. That's so true. So then, I mean, maybe Arizona, you're like, you know, we don't have a great team either, mm-hmm. but I got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Larry Fitzgerald. So we'll, we'll just kind of bet on this and see how far it can take us. Like, how mad are you as Deshaun Watson your best option now is Will Fuller and Randall Cobb. Who Will Fuller's going to play like six games. And Randall Ra- Cobb's going to play like six games. Maybe those games overlap. Maybe not. David Johnson. Duke Johnson. Like, what are we doing here? It's rough. It's not like they even have a great tight end either. Like, they don't have anything there. Yeah, they must be drafting a wide receiver. I mean, right? I th- they better be. Do they right? have their first round pick? I, I it's not a good so. first round pick. I mean, probably not. Um, let me look real quick at this. But like, yeah, exactly. It's like, but even if you do draft, I mean, a it's wide a receiver, it's it's a rookie, and you're not going to get like Judy or something out of Alabama. No, like, it's not going to be that good of a pick. Um, let me find Houston. No, they don't have their first round pick. It's going to Miami for Laramie Tunsil. That deal to get Deshaun a left tackle. Yikes! This is bad. Like that, that that trade is bad. Like even if DeAndre Hopkins ends up like somehow like ending up out of the league in three years, like this is still a bad trade. Yeah, I yeah, it's still a bad trade. You're right. It still is. 
Houston's first pick is 57, so second round, late. Oof. Yeah, that's Oof. tough. I mean, um, this wide receiver class is deep, but it's it's not that. Deep. It's not that you're deep. Not, you're not finding a number one receiver at number 57. At least not that anyone like recognizes right now. DeAndre Hopkins, I hope the best for you in Arizona because the Texans, it's the Texans did what they did in the playoffs and had horrible game clock management. Yeah, and ended up losing. I mean, uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is a winner just because he got out of this Bill O'Brien thing um, system. Is De- Deshaun Watson being like, uh, can I get traded now? I, I I, wouldn't blame him for asking. I don't think anyone, and Deshaun Watson's like a super likable guy anyway. Like, I, I really don't know if there's any anti-Deshaun Watson people in the world. I'm sure there are, but. Alabama like, fans. Yeah, but uh, I, if he asked for a trade tomorrow, I don't think anyone would be mad about it. Like, even be, Houston fans would be like, yeah. I would be doing anything and everything to get out of Houston at this yeah, point. I would, too. I w- whatever I have to do. If I have to go raid Bill O'Brien's <laughs> office and huck everything out of his windows, then that's what I'm doing. Look like a thug. Uh, and <laughs> Bill O'Brien's an idiot. Uh, Bill O'Brien is an idiot. We have to move on for this, or else we'll just talk about this for 40 yeah. minutes. Um, so... Next, other big trade, wide receiver, um, involved Buffalo Bills getting Stephon Diggs um, from the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I, I love how he has this reputation for being this dude who just complains about everything, and no matter what happens, he's going to yeah. just be upset. Yep. Um, but, I mean, hey, he got out of Minnesota, which, I mean, like, props, you got out of Minnesota, but, like, Con, you're in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> I mean... You went from a really nice indoor stadium to having to play outdoors in December, so um, have yeah, fun. Yeah, that sucks. But at the same time, Buffalo's a better team, so at least that's going for you. Um, also, like this trade actually seems a bit more reasonable um, because it was uh, Stephon Diggs and a seventh-round pick in exchange for a first-round pick, which is going to be number 22 overall, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and then a fourth-round pick next year. Sweet baby Jesus, it seems like <laughs> we flipped these last two trades. Like, Stefan Diggs is not worth a first, all that. a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's one really high pick, two, like, pretty decent picks, and then a sixth. That's where you fill out your team. Yeah. <laughs> like, consistently in third, fourth, fifth rounds is where you yeah. fill out your NFL team. And then you look at, like, what Houston got. They got, like, a second, and then they, like, basically swapped fourths. Like that's Pocket it. Went. Yeah. Pocket so, um, it's it's incredible that this is actually what happened. Um, one for Buffalo, love it. Yeah, yeah. go get your dude. Yeah. Um, really like that. Give Josh Allen a deep threat mm-hmm. there. Um, Buffalo was already trending up, and then, I mean, it seemed like everyone in the world knew like this Tom Brady thing. Like even if he did come back, like this was there were unresolved issues. Is this their division to lose now? I. I think it's clearly the Bills division to lose. Ooh. Like, if I if you handed me a hundred dollars right now and said go place a bet, I'm uh-huh. putting a hundred dollars on the Buffalo Bills to win this division next year. I'm not like splitting it up and like trying to find like no yeah Buffalo Bills every Straight up. every penny of it. So. <laughs> In this theoretical, it would have been really awesome to have that $100 back when Tom Brady was still on the Patriots. and Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, your betting line would have been way different. I have no idea what it is now. I'd be curious to look. Um, 
but yeah, like that, that's a huge shift for your offense. Like that's just another dynamic playmaker who stretches the field can still like make things happen for you underneath. Like it's just a great dude to have on your offense. I don't know if he's a, the perfect person. Cause you're right. Like he's kind of mouthy. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I, I had Adam Thielen on my fantasy team and he did great. It was awesome. But at the same time, there were games where it's like, man, Stephon Diggs is just kind of different. Yeah, I, I think that Minnesota team's going to look different, too. It's going to mm. be hard to operate without. Once teams are able to, like, consistently double Thielen. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins is like, where do I throw the ball to now? He just takes a sack. Um, yeah, it's going to feel a lot worse. Also sign Josh Norman. Whatever. Yeah. You mentioned that already, though, right? Um, I don't think so, but, yeah, right. little little thing for the defense. Defense is already good. Hey, just get depth there. Josh Norman's over, highly overrated now. Yeah, but they didn't overpay him. So that that's a good point. There you go. Um, Browns brought in Austin Hooper and um, as tight end and Jack Conklin um, on the offensive line. Good Actually, moves. Good moves. Yeah. Um, reasonable. Got another pass catcher in there for uh, Baker and then a little offensive line help. It was a smart thing to do. Man, it's like as a proper like signing it's competent organization competent organization yeah don't Maybe. say this too much um so for right now we'll give the browns a, a solid a for this um broncos you did pay austin hooper a lot but yeah got him broncos signed melvin gordon so that's interesting because i feel like they were actually decent at running back who'd they have um they, oh they had a uh, philip Lindsay. yeah philip Lindsay, and then is Royce Freeman still on that team? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, that's kind of interesting. Running back by committee, I guess, or yeah, unless they I mean, think they're gonna move. And it doesn't sound like they paid Melvin Gordon a ton of money either. Like, yeah, it was like a a short term deal for like two for twelve or something. That really backfired. That yeah. holdout really, Ooh. really yeah, backfired on him. Um, so I mean, I guess again, just a, another level of competency in Denver. You can almost not. Have, you can never have too many running backs at this mm. point. Yeah. Um, Again, what does this mean now for like how they felt the wide receiver core, offensive line? Who knows what they have a quarterback really? Is Drew Locke your guy? I don't know, but like, I mean, it's a move. It's something. It gives the fan base like a a moment of hope before they go five and eleven this year. So, <laughs> you know, uh, off the top rope. Love something. it. They somehow got to seven and nine. I'm actually kind of impressed with that. Yeah, I don't um, know how that happened. That was like no. a sneaky. Yeah, I have no idea how they did that. Whoever had the Broncos like. Getting to seven wins on a betting line just must Ooh. be doing cartwheels. Yeah, still. <laughs> Months later, still doing it. Uh, uh, that was not a seven-win team. Did you? Did we mention the Jarrell Casey? No, they trade? also traded for him. Um, which again, something to get hyped about. I don't know if Jarrell Casey is an All-Pro anymore, but still a good interior defensive lineman. Like to have him on my team. So that's fine. Fine, good move. Whatever. Yeah. Ravens traded for Calais Campbell. Ooh. Gave up a fifth round pick, so really nothing. Uh-huh. Um, I know he's 33, Older. but the, the dude still looks like a monster. And uh, Baltimore, just another body in there. Just go after quarterbacks. Yeah, the, this Baltimore defense, if it's good next year, it could be scary. Yeah, and honestly, just I'm all for bringing in pass rushers on reasonable-ish deals. Yep, So for You sure. know what? You're not getting Clayus Campbell in the fifth round of this draft as a rookie. So, bring him in. You're trying to win Super Bowls in the next three years because who knows how long Lamar Jackson has. Let's just kind of be honest. Like, with a running quarterback, he'd get knocked out in Teddy Bridgewater situation all over again. Hope not. 
but yeah. it, that's a realistic possibility when you're a more agile guy like that. So, hey, go for it this year. I like it. Um, Colts, we kind of mentioned it, it traded for DeForest Buckner um, from San Francisco, gave up the first round pick, which maybe smart, maybe not, paying this dude a butt ton of money, like 20 million a year. Um, <laughs> Backed up that prank truck. Hey, but again, pass rushers though. Yeah. That, that's something where you generally need to invest. Yeah, I, like the three things you need to win in the NFL, pass rushing, offensive line, quarterback, right? Yeah. Like that's the foundation. Yeah. So, and then you build out from there. And so at least the Colts are like trying to do that. I see it. I see what they're going for here. Um, Cowboys, probably more. There's a couple of good things they brought in, but also Travis Frederick retires. That's a big center. loss. That's a huge deal. Yeah, I don't know if that, that's not going to get the headlines. It's really going to deserve but, like, that dude was incredible. That, like, there was a time where, like, it felt like every Dallas Cowboy offensive lineman should be all pro. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, man, I don't, I really don't know if Travis Frederick was the best out of them. But being the center, he, like, he ran the show. And to lose him is a really big deal. Yeah, the Guillain Bray syndrome that affected him last mm-hmm. season uh it, like in his retirement letter like mentioned he mentioned like it's it was hard to play this last mm-hmm. year um it's kind of sad he was awesome out of wisconsin mm-hmm. um and it just never it, it coming back from that injury sickness never came back for him yeah um in other cowboy news though they resigned amari cooper to a big yeah. deal franchise dak and resigned to cooper um which again dude's a stud I don't know if he's worth all that money, but dude's a stud. So let's let's review the Cowboys' last like eighteen months. So you paid Zeke Elliott. Yep. You paid Amari Cooper. Yep. You paid Jalen Smith. Yeah. You franchise tagged Dak Prescott. So now there's a time ticking yep. time on this Dak Prescott thing. Are they gonna have to let das- Dak Prescott go when it comes Next down year. to all this ca- cap stuff? So I really wonder if they're like sneaky looking at kind of some of those quarterbacks we were talking about like just praying like hey please sign a one-year deal and then come here next year and take this over at but i don't know if they can afford any of these guys whether it's dak or anyone else yeah so that gets to just the issue of how cap issues can happen so fast in the nfl yep so i don't know probably like you don't break it up as much as possible because like it's been reasonably successful and they're still pretty young as a, as an organization. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like you're right. Money's money. There's only so much of it to go around according to the rules. Yeah. So you, you have to play within the confines of that. And then especially like re-signing Blake Jarwin, which our, our boy of OSU, um, nice little deal though, but like again, $8 million to a tight end that you should utilize a lot more than you actually do. So there's an issue there. I mean, I like the re-signing, of course, but like, you know, just make it worth it now. You bring in Haha Clint Dix, Gerald McCoy on defense again, useful. Not probably not as hyped up as the name publicity gets, but um, you know, it's a, they're good players. They're fine. Yeah, uh, I don't. Haha Clint Dix. This is like what third, third. team? He went Packers, Bears. And now Cowboys? Packers, Redskins, oh, Bears, right. Cowboys. So four teams in like a span of a season and a half. Um, I think this is an upgrade. We talk about this all the time. Their safety situation is was abysmal. It's a little bit better. 
you can't have what's his face Heath Jeff Heath Jeff Heath sitting back there trying to play safety yeah. against DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. all these elite wide receivers it's just not going to happen uh, I think it's a fine pickup I don't know how long term that's going to be the solution though yeah. losing um, Byron Jones also hurts yeah for sure that defense not as good as yeah. not as good as it should be probably not also love hating on the Cowboys, so there's that. Um, Falcons. They've done a lot. They've done a lot. And um, some of these things I'm very, very confused by. Sometimes it feels like teams really do just make change for the sake of change. Um, Falcons traded for Hayden Hurst, which gave up a pretty decent amount um, for Hayden Hurst from the Baltimore Ravens. Like, he's good, but, like, I mean, Mark Andrews is better, so... You know, um, but okay. So tight end target. You you were losing Austin Hooper. Um, same time. Why didn't you just pay Austin Hooper? Uh, and then they also signed Todd Gurley after he got released in uh, Los Angeles. Mm. Um, doesn't sound like it's for very much. So yeah, because Todd Gurley is real hurt. Yeah, um, the Rams are still paying part of his salary. Yeah. So it's like they didn't have to pay him a ton to like get him a total amount of money that he was happy with. So I think that kind of helped out with this also. Um, they signed Laquan Treadwell, who's a former first-round pick, but just didn't really work out in Minnesota. Could never, you know, break through the Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs wall. Yeah, they never like used him. Nope. Um, so I'd be curious to see what he looks like down here in the new system. And they went out and signed Dante Fowler um, to like a three for forty-eight deal. So big monies there. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's good. He gets to the quarterback, if that's what you're looking for. I guess he does it. Um, Vic Beasley left. So, kind of fill in that spot. But, ain't paying a lot of money yep. to a dude who has sometimes looked awesome. Sometimes it's like, oh, he was out there. So, if you think you can get some consistent playoff Dante Fowler, maybe the Falcons are going to be better um, defensively than we think they'll be. But, I, I at this point, still not betting on the Falcons. Yeah. That, the f- these, are, <laughs> these are good names to have on your team. Sure. But I don't know if they're actually going to produce as much as you want. Like, Todd Gurley apparently still has bad arthritis. Yeah, like, he, he's like still struggling. Um, they let go of both their running backs, Tevin Coleman, this past mm-hmm. off, last offseason, and then... Uh, Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman, they let walk. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. It's a make or break. I mean, Dan Quinn is firmly on the hot seat. and Yeah, how this guy has a job still is kind of amazing to me. Yeah. Not going to lie. Like, the Super Bowl appearance definitely has saved his job. Yeah. Um, and so, so you might be able to say the same with Matt Ryan. Like Probably. Legitimately. there. I think there was a lot of stirring and concern there in Atlanta about that starting quarterback role. Um, the Saints making some nice moves. I like what they've done. Emmanuel Sanders and Malcolm Jenkins, both good players. Like Emmanuel, you're not like relying on Emmanuel Sanders to be nope. a guy. Still got Michael Thomas there. Still got. Oh man, um, and just another weapon for Drew Brees. Honestly, uh, Malcolm Jenkins helping that defense depth, on the back end. Depth in the backfield. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. And then last, um, Eagles traded for Darius Slay. Uh, again, Eagles needed help at corner, so I, I like the move a lot paying him a lot but you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do and if you think that was just a huge weak spot in your defense and it was i at least they addressed it yeah at least uh, darius slay is really good he's really good he was really good for detroit um wearing number 24 of honor of kobe too which is nice nba nod there 
you want to run through these other lesser yeah. signings? Really not talking about these, but um, good names in here or moves that like they might matter, but just don't really feel the need to talk much on them. Um, Giants go out and get Blake Martinez from Green Bay. Um, that one's going to hurt a little. Rip. Uh, Bears brought in Jimmy Graham and Robert Quinn. LOL. <laughs> um, good names. Uh, but Lions brought in Desmond Trufant, Jamie Collins, and Danny Shelton, two of those former Patriots, going to play for Matt Patricia. Uh, Redskins bringing in Sean Davis, Kendall Fuller, trying to help out the back end. I see it. Don't really know if it does a lot. But Panthers bring in Robbie Anderson, uh, the wide receiver from the Jets. And then P.J. Walker, the NFL star quarterback. Um, I like it. Yeah. XFL. Yeah, XFL, sorry. Um, and he uh, he played for Matt Rule at Temple. So uh, that's the connection there. Again, clearly going with the style there. Teddy Bridgewater, yep. P.J. Walker. Um, Steelers picking up Eric Ebron. We'll, we'll see. Nice. Raiders uh, brought in Jason Wilt- Witten for like $4 what? million. What? <laughs> what are we doing paying Jason Witten $4 million? First of um, all, if you're Dallas and you're like, this is our guy. And you're like, nah, we're not going to pay him. Why? Yeah. It's still so, so stupid. Um, why so didn't they stupid. use Blake Jarwin more last year? Um, Chargers <laughs> brought in Chris Harris to help out on the back end. And the Dolphins are signing everybody. Like, literally anyone else, the Dolphins will sign him. Um, so we mentioned Byron Jones from the Cowboys going to the Dolphins, making him, like, the highest-paid corner now. Um, and then brought in two Patriots linebackers, Kyle Van Noy and Landon Roberts, two young defensive ends who still have a lot of potential in Shaq Lawson and Emmanuel Ogba. Hey, another, go Pokes. Uh, OSU guy. Um, two offensive linemen, Eric Flowers and Ted Karras, again, from the Patriots there. <laughs> and Jordan Howard um, going from Philly down to... Miami. Again, signing everybody. I know there are probably more moves we didn't talk about because some guys, like, I don't care about the right guard for the Cincinnati Bengals or whatever. But, like, the deals, players, like, they're impactful. They're useful. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, Cincinnati franchise tagged AJ Green. Yeah. The only we didn't talk one. about all the franchise tags and everything like that. Yeah, that's, it gets in the weeds too much. Essentially, those guys are staying put, right? Like yeah, they're not going anywhere yeah. for another year. Um, anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap this episode sixty six up? Real quick, got this update while we were potting that the NFL wants the same draft date. Like the NFL wants the April draft to go on as scheduled, despite the GM's recommendations today to push it back. Um, so we'll see. Are we video conferencing this? Like, or yeah, what? I'm, I'm curious how this looks like. Then, and I, as a, more of an NBA guy, and the draft for us is still a ways out. I was thinking about this, like, what what is this ping pong ball? Like, are we even doing like a gathering for like determining lottery order? Mm. Like, we can't have players walking across the stage, right? Like shaking the commissioner's hand and stuff. Like, it depends. These, I mean, it depends on everything. having this big room full of tables of families, green rooms and stuff. Like, we can't do this fan attendance, right? Like. Can we even televise it? Because even then, you still need a few dozen people to televise it. You need a it. lot of people. So, I, I don't know how we televise this and do this anytime soon. April, I mean, we're, we're a week out. I know the draft is further in April than, than a week out, but April itself is a week out. So, like, it I mean, feels kind of weird that the NFL is like, management is pushing back whenever team managements are saying... Hey, let's delay this a bit, because like they can go like scout guys right now, or like yeah. go do like more workouts with the guys or meetings with guys. Like, of course, GMs want this pushed back. Like that makes total sense. 
I don't know at the NFL. I'm curious as to yeah. what their thought process is. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Um, just over this next week is how all of this logistically plays out for not only an NFL draft, but then the NBA season coming back, like we mentioned at the mm. top of the show. And therefore, their off-seasons and drafts yeah. and everything, too. Yeah. Is the NBA off-season end up being in the middle of the NFL season? Which would be amazing. That would be awesome. We would never talk about the NFL again. We would only talk NBA. Probs, nah. Probs. <laughs> uh, this has been a fun podcast, Matt. Uh, do you want to add anything else? Any any Patriot love? I got nothing. Hate I'm out. for the Cowboys? Not, I mean, shout, I'm, out, shout out Nuke. That's all I got. <laughs> Way to get yourself out of there. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give some Cowboy shade right now. <laughs> for those of you who are still listening to this. The Cowboys aren't making the playoffs this year. God, you're going right at it. <laughs> just, just mark it down. In your freezing cold takes, mark it down. I hope they don't make the playoffs. Because like that, that's peak Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. Also, Mike McCarthy. Ooh. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that, that whole move that we're making fun of Randall Cobb for getting job security didn't get him job security. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Just incredible. Anyways, we've rambled on enough. Enjoy uh, your quarantine. Hopefully, everyone stays healthy. Um, and thank you for listening to episode 66. We will see you in episode 67 with maybe a fun NBA podcast about whatever we decide. See you then. Isolate. Yeah.